How are y'all doing this morning? God is good. Amen. Well, let's see. Look what I have. It's his happy clicker. And I would like to say to you, happy Mother's Day. I'm really hoping I've got the right message for today. So let me just ask, it, does anybody in here, did you have a mother? Are you a mother or do you know a mother? Wow, I love it when I hear from God. That's awesome. God is so good. Um, and so I just want to say Welcome to this place this morning. This is probably the only time you're going to get to sit down today, so I hope that you enjoy it. Uh, I don't want to assume anything as your keynote speaker today. I'm sure that you would like to know that it's not just that what I'm saying is true. And so I have brought to you some glowing references just to prove that the method that I'm going to share with you today works sometimes. The first reference is, oh, I'm sorry, look what that is. This is going better than I thought. Feel free to read to yourself. The important part is at the end, they let me stay. And next, from a individual, clubs endorse me and individuals. And finally, corporations. So do you feel better now? And if that were not enough proof that I'm ready to speak to you about this whole parenthood thing, I have actual survivor, I mean participants in this lifelong program. Every single one of those kids survived. See now. Don't you feel good about receiving whatever it is I'm getting ready to share with you today? Get your pens and papers ready. (laughs) How's that parenting thing working out for you? That whole fantasy thing, you know, like they're going to like think you're great. (laughs) They're going to uh, listen to everything you have to say. They're going to eat whatever you put in front of them on the plate. They're going to go to bed at night in their cute little pajamas, squeaky clean, and they're going to sleep all the way through the night, first night. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's how kind of how it went with me. And, and other people made it look so easy. They just made it look easy. So today, I will share with you my method for parenting. What we call... The hug method 
a survival guide for imperfect parents. Should there be any imperfect parents in the room? Not that I'm saying that there are, but we all think people make it look easy. It just looks easy sometimes. My sister was great at this. I wanted so bad to be a good parent. I wanted to be a great parent. And like, you know, on day two, I was like, this is not working for me. And, uh, and, but my sister, she was younger than me and she had it all together. Angie was a great mom. And our kids were about the same ages. So, uh, like, we would go over there and, and I'd be like, her kids' clothes match. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh my gosh, she's cooking something on the stove. And, and like, it'd be time for homework or something. And, and she would sit down and do homework with them. And they were, like, prepared for school and everything. And, and seriously, she was just such an inspiration to me. I thought, you know what? She is a great mom, and I want my kids to have and I, what her kids have. And so something shifted on the inside of me, and I thought, I'm letting my kids go over there a lot more. <laughs> it was a win-win for me. It worked out. It was great. I mean, she would have her kids prepared. I mean, Erin was my practice child. Does anybody else have a practice child? Were you a practice child? <laughs> you know, and you do this homework stuff, and then, then it got to, and I thought, I can do homework, and then Erin hit kindergarten, and that stuff's hard. And, uh, and he's like, Mom, I've got to have something that represents every letter of the alphabet. We're going to do one a day. And I thought, well, that's a reprieve. I only have to do one. And um, I like the whole alphabet, that's like, what, 22, 23 letters? And, um, <laughs> and so one morning, Aaron comes darting through, and it's time, and I can hear the bus coming, and, and my car's not working. And he's like, Mom, we don't have the example for my letter of the day. And I'm like, it's okay, grab your backpack. And as he's grabbing his backpack, I am grabbing a baggie out of the drawer, a ink pen, and a small piece of paper torn off of God knows only what. And I, I'm writing as we're heading for the door, and I'm grabbing, and I shove this into the, to the bag, and I stuff it in his backpack. And my child's example that day in kindergarten was for the letter L. Yes, I did that. My son took dryer lint to school. That was brilliant. In a sad kind of way. But see, that's the thing. If you're going to parent... You have to have a sense of humor. My mom used to always say, a merry heart maketh good like a medicine, and you need to be medicated. A merry heart does make good like a medicine. And let me skip back over there and let you live with the lint for a moment. I did that, and then he got me back. A few weeks later, do any of you remember Miss Rose? She used to teach Sunday school here. Amazing, tender-hearted teacher. Just, just priceless. And I go to pick Erin up after Sunday school. And 
I go and she's like, Barbie. Anytime a teacher does that, you know that their father has done something. <laughs> and she's like, come here. I'm like, okay. And I think he must have done something brilliant that she doesn't want to brag in front of the other children and families. And I get over there and she says, Barbie, I just want you to know that I fed Aaron breakfast this morning. He was starving. And I'm thinking, there's no way, because I know he had a Snickers. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He had a real breakfast. I gave him milk with it in him. <laughs> and she said, he was starving. And I'm like, well, I don't know why he was starving. And, and she said, well, he said, your refrigerator was so full of beer that there was no room for food. <laughs> And I just went, that's her dad's. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> there was no beer in the fridge. And I'm like, where do they come up with this stuff? And that's when I learned a key tool in parenting. And I want to teach it to you right now. It's a coping mechanism that we all need. So I'll just show you. <laughs> all right, everybody together now. <laughs> You got to look frightened, really embarrassed, but you're laughing it off because it's not bothering you. <laughs> well, shortly after we recovered from that one, I went to pick Katie up at her class and the teacher's at the door. I'm like, really? I'm still scared of Sunday school teachers to this day. And she goes, can I talk to you? And I'm like, okay, great. And she's like, I just want you to know that in class today, I asked the children what was the deepest prayer need on their heart. And if the Lord could answer one prayer for them, what would it be? She said, I just want you to know that Katie's prayer was that you and her father would finally get married. To which I responded, he's going to have to be a lot nicer for that to happen. <laughs> <We've> been, <laughs> we're married, I promise. <laughs> Since 83. <laughs> oh, God is just good. And if you will laugh, guys, you've got to have a sense of humor about these things. You can either let it destroy you or you can laugh and let a merry heart make good like a medicine. I, I, I just pray that in those moments where you're mortified, justifiably so, when you're mortified or you're embarrassed or your kid takes dryer lint to school, that you go, it's okay. <laughs> That's okay. This is, I mean, we're going to move into the next phase. This is good. God's got this. God's got this. Cut yourself some slack. Cut yourself some slack. Quit worrying about what everybody thinks of your parenting style, your parenting skills. Settle in your heart and know deep down that you are way off base. 
But you serve a very big God. He's got it covered. Amen. The second thing that the Lord taught me was understanding. We do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses. Why, when we grow up, do we forget what it was like to be a child? One of the most beautiful things that Jesus did was he came to this planet so that he could experience the things that we went through, so that he could be touched by the emotions that we go through. Parents, Don't forget what it was like to be their age. Don't forget that that pain is real, that 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 hurt is real, that that joy is great. Don't forget what that feels like. When I was a kid, my grandmother had this round footstool in her living room, and you could turn it on its side, and if you aimed it towards the sofa, and you ran like super, hey, I've got a round footstool in my office. No, never mind. Everybody will be wanting to do it. And uh, you could run and you could hit that footstool just right. And it would launch you off the other end of it right into the sofa. It was an amazing flying footstool. Did anybody else have one of those? But you know what? My grandmother was a buzzkill. And she didn't like it at all when I did that just because there's a china cabinet. And... uh, But I swore I will never, ever tell my children when I grow up, I'll never tell them that they cannot fly on magic footstools. And to my knowledge, I don't think I ever did. But boy, was I buzzkill in so many other areas. Because I forgot that first heartbreaks are devastating. I forgot that that when you skin your knee, it really does hurt. I forgot that when your friend sits with somebody else at school and you're on the outside, I forget those things. We need to remember what it felt like to be a kid. Some of you, you would think you've never been a teenager before because we can be so hard on them and we can be, you know, just we expect them to be perfect. Well, if you were, then you can. If you were perfect, then hold them to that standard. But for me, I'm like, help me, Jesus. I'm like, please, God, don't let them do what I did. And that's, you know, like, this is not bad. This is not bad at all. Try to understand. That's the heart of your father. Try to remember what it was like to be a child. Amen? And finally, if there's one other thing that you can offer these children in this hug process. Let it be grace. Let it be grace. From his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace upon grace. How many times do we have to say that? How many times? How marvelous that your home would be a place of grace for that child How marvelous that that if something happens in their life, that they can run to you, not away from you. What, What if you just loved them enough to extend grace one more time? One more time without slamming that door. What if you became a grace space for your child? I believe that's what God calls us to. 
Not that we don't correct them, not that we don't teach them, because innate within grace is teaching. Innate within grace is a wisdom that God gives. You teach them, but you don't berate them. You embrace them and and you give them instruction, but you don't beat them down. Shame. When you heap shame on your child, that you are putting on them the fingerprints of the enemy. Teach them. But with an expectancy of more. Because you know what's in that child. Amen? So grace them, if you would. Let grace win. Let grace win. Love that child, warts and all. Teach them, guide them, lead them, but love them and let grace win. Amen? Amen. Can you stand with me? I would like to charge you today. I'm going to end this a little differently. I, I feel and I just want to pray for you. I want to pray for the parents who are struggling with children right now. I want to pray for children who are struggling with parents right now. And I want you to know that God's grace wins. Uh, Children, I want you to know that your parents have prayed over you, have dedicated you to the Lord, and they are trusting the Lord. They're doing the best they can. We're all doing the best we can. Now we just ask God for the strength to do better. So can I pray for you today? Father, I thank you so much for these precious gifts that you have given us. These little people, Father, that we don't know what to do with except for you. Father, I pray that you would teach us, Father, to be good parents as you are a good father. I pray, Father, for these mothers who are overwhelmed and and feel like they're getting it all wrong. But, Father, I thank you that you are in the middle of that home and you are in the middle of that heart. And so, Father, I ask that you cover them, that you give them peace. Let there be laughter in their homes. Let a merry heart make good like a medicine in their own lives and in the lives of their families. We love you, God. We are clinging tightly to you. We trust you. And we are hopeful and expectant. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have a child around you, can you just hug that child? Or hug the person next to you.